Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 312. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Nate Reyes and Ryan Ripken. Gentlemen, today is a big day. Huge day. Gentlemen. gentlemen. Monumental. Monumental. Good to see I you. I mean, Nate, this this get up that you've got going. I mean, hey, you know what? <clears throat> it's uh it's a public service announcement, and I figured I look the part, right? You're treating it with the dignity that this moment deserves. Uh, I mean, that's that's what this is about. That's what this is about, you know. We're excited. That's what you got to do. Kyle and I have been. And is re- and I can't wait for the rest of the listeners to hear this, but you know we've been talking. Kyle and I have been waiting for this moment. I mean, a lot, I of, can, yeah, a lot of people have been been waiting for this moment, and it's finally here. I, I'm a man of my word, and I will. I'm a man hey, of my credit word. to you, man. Credit to you. And I will say this: this outfit that you've got, this this uh, ensemble you've got, this was unprovoked. I did not recommend this. Ryan did not recommend this. In fact, I don't think anybody I saw anybody comment or DM saying that they wanted this, nope. but you showed up. You know, sometimes you just got to remind people that you're a professional and that that you're all about you're all about, you know, giving the right message at the right time. In the right way, in the right in the right outfit. Well, exactly. Well, you got half of it down so far. The outfit, the get up checks the box, but now obviously it's the second part, the most important part. And really why we're here today. I mean, Kyle, we're not really here. At least yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about me or Ryan today. Literally, no. Nate could have hopped on this episode solo and <laughs> it would have been fine. Like, I kind of wish he did for the beginning. I really did. But here we are. Nate, <laughs> this is your moment. Let Well, I say we I say we milk this out a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's stretch this out a little bit. Um well, for those who aren't familiar, let's just give a little backstory here. If this is your first episode. If you're episode, not familiar, then then what are you doing? Well, uh, no. If that's, you're not familiar, you're going to get familiar right now. Real quick. Yeah, but if this is your first episode, welcome, first of all. Second of all, the backstory here is that back in the last, during the last episode of the offseason, it was the very last, it was the week of opening day, because we had a delayed opening opening day this season. It was our hot takes and predictions episode for the season of 2022. And I, one of my storyline hot takes was that, admittedly, I, it was more than just Pujols. I said Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera are both going to hit 20 plus home runs this year. And then you and I, at the very, because I went back and listened to it, we came to the conclusion at the same exact moment that that would put Pujols over 700. It, he needed, I think, 21. At the start of the season, I said he's going to hit over 20, which would put him exactly. And we both said at the same exact moment, we said 700. And as the season's gone along, I haven't said all that much. I've kept an eye on it. But as we've gotten closer and closer, oh, yeah. you've never said anything. Yeah. I, if you let me finish, I was going to yeah. say as we've gotten closer, I've started to bring it up more and more. And I think you were starting to feel the heat because you were of the belief that it just simply was not going to happen. I said, OK, let's see it play out. And as we've gotten closer, a couple home runs in a game here, a solo shot there. One of, apparently one of the best weeks of his 
career not too long ago. It's it's led us to this exact moment. And we said that if he were to do it, and you I, you may have even volunteered this. I think you even volunteered and said that you would you would pen the letter of apology to a one Mr. Albert Pujols. And so we're here, and this is your time. So however you would like to present this, however you would like to open up the floor here, this is, <clears throat> this is your time, this is your moment, this is your day. <clears throat> Let me button this up real quick. Yeah, take take your time. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, I would highly recommend maybe just, you know, pop on over there just just for the full effect. Get the tie figured out there. All right. <clears throat> Thank you all for coming today. Appreciate it. We ready? Here. The floor is yours, Nate. The all right. The floor is yours. All right. Dear Albert, I write this to you with honest and noble intentions. It takes a big man to admit his mistakes, and today, I am that big man. (laughs) You started the 2022 season 21 home runs shy of history. With a combination of many sleepless nights, extensive research, and a lack of common sense, I deliberately predicted you'd fall short of said history. As I'm sure you're aware... Many people in my camp advised against this. But yet, here I stand today. Who are we without our word, right? With two home runs in April, two in May, zero in June, I thought my prediction was safe. Little did I know, Uncle Rob had one last trick up his sleeve for you. Since no one else will stand up, I again will be that big man. Suddenly, your leg kick added an extra 250 feet to your home runs, and no one seemed to notice. It's clear to me those balls marked for authenticity gave you the extra mustard you needed. But I digress. Today, I'm here to say, you, without any other outside factors, showed me how true Hall of Famers are defined. Though you battled through flat feet, tested many buttons at the bottom of your jersey, lost out on countless early bird special opportunities, you accomplished greatness, and for that, we are all grateful, including me. As I read these words, I ask for your forgiveness, and I also ask for your understanding. My fandom has never wavered, Despite what you've heard from my overly sarcastic co-host and the thirsty for chaos chasters, congratulations on all your feats, and I hope to see a few more magical moments in the final postseason ride. From the bottom of my heart, I regret nothing. With respect and stubbornness, Nate the Great Reyes, P.S., please don't send Yachty after me. Thank you. Well, Ryan, let's 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 hey, clap you know it what? up here. Let's let's clap it up. Good job. I that Nate, kudos for the letter. Well, 
There are so many ways to unpack this. Yeah, (laughs) let me just preface this by saying I'm clapping for the mere fact that he showed up with a letter. Yes. What he said in the letter, we can (laughs) we can unpack. But I'm I'm simply congratulating and applauding from the heart. From the heart that he brought the letter. Oh, because I didn't think there was a part of me that that thought he wouldn't do it. No, but then I'm, he sent the text. He he sent the text to the group and said the the letter's done. I said, "All right, he now did, we go." He did. He did without being asked. He already had it. That's that's great. Again, yes. The, what's emphasized? The man clap, of my word. The, the clapping was for being a man of your word. Now, what came out of your mouth? Hey, what we heard. Woof. Ah, uh, there was a lot of. Subtle, to put it lightly, subtle accusations just uh, no. embedded through. Oh, that call, was, that was that... from the heart apologetic right there. Very, yeah. A, a backhanded... Is apologetic the right word? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think that apologetic is, is... bold the right word? That to me is like a backhanded <laughs> yeah. compliment. It's like, hey, congrats. But all these things happened that's why i don't i don't think that's the case the only thing that i took away from that is it sounded like nate was just congratulating albert on passing up the opportunity for some senior citizen meals that's all i gathered from that i I don't know what ryan's calling it takes a a lot of sacrifices it takes a lot of sacrifices what is what where does the compliment come into play is my question i mean i said what i said Okay, so I just want to dive into this real quickly because we were t- we were wondering where you were going to go. We had a you you asked about a couple specific stats. Not exactly how I ex- expected this to go, but l- let's just be honest. I think for the longest time, for when I got onto this conversation, was you know that's where my involvement when we were talking about that we we hey great players find a way, and Albert found a way. So Nate, question. He found a way. Oh yeah, don't don't no, use no, that no. don't use that language with Nate because he'll yeah. he'll run with that. Okay, we're gonna oh, take he a, found a way. Okay, that's well, for sure. So, did Albert earn it? I said without any outside factors. I don't know what more. Okay, you want from well, me. let me let's unpack this little tidbit. The Uncle Manfred had one more trick up his sleeve. What? Please explain to me your thought process behind him putting pen to paper for that. Hey, look, let's just say, you know, if if we're paying attention, which I hope all of us are, I've, I've watched it on both sides. A certain Mr. Aaron Judge is chasing a milestone. And when he's up to bat, different balls come out. Those balls are marked to make sure that they can be authenticated if they are caught by a fan. So, who's to say those balls are the same? Who's to say they're different? I don't know. A little side note here. I I think they may have forgotten to put those balls into circulation this weekend because, yikes. Yeah, yikes. Sweeping the Red Sox. Real real rough weekend. You can't hit one. My my point exactly. Sweeping the Red Sox. You're telling me you can't contribute just one or two to that that onslaught? Yeah, Yeah, just hitting casual three. They may have forgotten the baseballs. Hey, you know what? So what you're what you're saying is would be one of the bigger 
controversies ever in Major League. This is the integrity well, that we're talking about. And I'm just know? calling erroneous. Erroneous. Because let's... Albert Pujols, I said it earlier, and I think Kyle would agree sometimes. Well, Kyle also got on to the conspiracy, but we'll we'll table that for right now. I play Wait, both camps. I'm in the best possible position, and I love it. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I'll play okay. both camps. Well, I'll play me, both camps like a fiddle. Let me be it's, in it's camp incredible. integrity. Let's be in camp integrity right now. Population Ryan. So I think what Albert did, you can't, unless anything ever comes out, I, the, the ball switching out. Come on now. But you can't knock great players find great moments. Hey. I personally, hey. I am just so happy that he did this. Now, I think we all are in agreement that we thought Aaron Judge would hit 61 before Pulhos got to 700, if he did. And not only did he get to 700, he did it. He hit a multi, had another multi-home run game to do it in L.A. Yeah. That's deep, absolutely... Yeah. Deep into those stands. Well, that was... A, that was I mean... That yeah. was deep a, into the hanging, LA hanging breaking ball, and he did not miss it. So, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. But, Nate, I mean, isn't, <laughs> as a fan, aren't you happy yeah. to see it happen? Of course. Absolutely. I've been saying that from the jump. Nobody wanted to hear me. Well, no, no. I'm an heard. Albert fan. Well, Who doesn't root for Albert? You said no such thing. You, I mean, yeah, I you, you have wanted said it him the to entire reach time. It. You wanted to, yeah. you, okay, I will, I will defend you on that. You wanted him to reach it. Yeah. However, you're it's it's almost it's like an excuse of why you're that guy right now where it's like well yeah like congrats it's you know it's like you play the other team and when you give credit to the other team for playing well you go well well we were terrible they didn't do anything to win the game we lost it like you're that guy right now it's not Maybe a credit bit. to your opponent Maybe a little bit is it but is that just fair to say like that's that's the vibe i gave I, how do we go gave. from wall scrapers to going 30 rows deep in left center. That's I'm, all I want to know. I'm and if the MLB has come out and admitted that they've used different balls for different games, for different yeah. matchups, why would they do this any differently? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna lean into the, the conspiracy camp here. No. As I said, I, I play both sides here. I'm a man mm. of integrity, but I also I explore all avenues. I'm I'm with Nate on this one. The, the, the balls that this man just decided to hit out of seemingly nowhere. Well, it wasn't nowhere. We were getting out down to crunch time during the regular season. We go, oh, we might need to tweak some things here. Like, you can't tell me that there wasn't a significant change Those in trajectory and distance. Jump. Jump now. <sighs> I've, jump. I, I don't know what to say to you guys. I'm not discrediting the other 680-something. I'm not discrediting that. I, well, look, I mean, well, as the since, guy since deserves to be at 700 for sure. <laughs> Would he have gotten there this year without the help of Uncle Robbie? I don't know. <sighs> okay, since we're leaning, since we're camp conspiracy here, Nate, I, we, I think we need to pose the question to Ryan. Ryan, if mm. if you believe that the game is so filled with integrity, and I say this with complete genuine curiosity what are your thoughts on the thing that nate already mentioned here in major league baseball's announcement within the last year coming out and saying that they've used two different types of baseballs in previous games so here's the thing i don't think 
I know it's at some point I understand the biggest part, right, was when the postseason a couple few years ago. Is that what one the one like we're specifically referring to? Because I remember players talking about how they felt the grip and it was it was a different type of feel with they the said ball. Said it all year. Okay. So that was a few that's the that's the one we're referring to, right? And it, and there's no doubt offense sells. And I guess and, and I'm not naive to the fact that that the game is clean in every component because it's not. I mean, look at the history of the game in any mm-hmm. aspect. Like there has been cheating or scandal or things going on through years. But as a I'm I'm a person in this day and age that I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the specific players. Because if it were true that MLB baseball or Major League Baseball was changing balls consistently and having a direct impact on the game, that is a larger issue that would need to be addressed. But clearly it hasn't. But if that is the case... Why do they own Rawlings? Because they have a lot of money. Mm, interesting. And they want more of it, I would make an argument for. And how are you going to do that? By bringing more eyeballs to a spectacle such as this. And how oh, are you yeah. going to make this spectacle play out? How do you get the same production of the steroid era without the steroids? Oh, it's not a timeout. Timeout. It is not even close to the same production. No it's going to get there eventually. For a man okay. that's 58 okay, now years I'm, old, I'm I would calling, argue that... Are you guys aware in basketball, like, you know, like, hey, timeout, and they do like a 30 or 20 second or full? Give me a little 20, 30 second full. timeout. Okay, you want full? I'll go full here. We're going full. We're timeout. Going full. full timeout here. The steroid era will never be like... It, that will never be replicated. No, Ever. and they're not going to do the same thing. No, no, no. no. But, but how do you steroid, get that? How do you get the same era, eyes? That was guys hitting 350 with 890 home runs. It felt like per year, like the years had historically happened. And that's what we're talking about now. What Aaron Judge just did is doing 60 home runs. You take out the steroid era. That's been 60 years for this to happen. Like think about all the great players that have still played in the last 20 years. I think whether or not pool hosts. If you're going to say in the conspiracy camp, that is not Pujols' problem. And so my thing is, he went out there and he put good swings on the ball. And I think sure. on the majority of those home runs that are that are way deep, even if you say that they were they were doctored, they're still home runs. Those balls that he still hit that went that went deep deep into the stands, those balls are still gone in my opinion. So I just don't want to take away from the player because I think we get wrapped up and I get it. We got Camp Hopper Kyle and just I I could I like conspiracy that. Nate. that could grow on me a little bit. Camp Camp just Hopper Kyle Camp Hopper Kyle I'm here to expose. All right, I'm here to expose. <laughs> Speaking of camp hopping, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back into the realm of integrity here and let's let's look again. Let's let's readdress Nate's letter here. Nate, as a man of integrity, I myself mm-hmm. as well as I Ryan, myself as well. Well. Yes questionable as a man of integrity the accusations that i mentioned that are so subtly embedded throughout this letter if you're claiming to be a man of integrity why wouldn't you just come out and say what it is that you so clearly want to say i don't know what you're talking about because to me it's 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 rather lacking integrity 
when I hear these accusations thrown. I'm throughout. here to expose. I can't just I can't just come out and say it. I got to lead you to the to the water a little bit. That's well, that's my job. That's really what we've been doing up until this point, and I feel like today is kind of, now that now that we've reached 700. Mm-hmm. I feel like now is the time to really just lay it all out there, but yet you're still hiding behind these faux accusations. So that's all I'm curious about is why no hiding. Why we're not just saying it like it is. There's no hiding. He got to 700. I apologized. I just want to just want to ask you to take a strong look at at how he got to 700. That's all. How about this real quickly? If you were to if this letter got to Albert, which we'll find a way to get it to. If I have to, to he's already, to he's him. already, yeah, he's already got. He's it actually sure. probably tuning in. I have yeah. him on call. Yeah. Anyway, so if he when he reads this letter, mm-hmm. what's his response? Does he accept your apology? Does he say thanks for? I think does he say question? does he say how did he find out about the leaked script that Major League Baseball has been? I think crafting. He would say Nate hit the nail on the head. That's what I would say. Are we going to question the fact that he tested those bottom buttons on the jersey? I don't think we can question that. The flat feet, we can't question that. Hey, all I'm here to do is to expose the truth. I'm here for honesty. Let's just be honest. That's all. Oh, sugar. Speaking of apologies, I mean, Kyle's up next. He's got to apologize to the Mets real soon. Well, you said you said it yourself that I didn't need to apologize. I said yet. No, I said yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I still think there's a little, there's a lack of clarity on what's going to warrant an apology. What kind of if outcome? they win the division, I think you most likely need to apologize. All right, I'll go. I'll go full fledged apology if they win. Is that the on division. the record? Are we on the record right now with that? It's an apology I, if the I Mets feel win. Like the- this I'll, is a verbal contract. As a man of integrity who does not does not meddle in conspiracy whatsoever, I hmm. am on the record as saying that I'll apologize. Full fledged apology if if the Mets win the division. I mean, overall, you had them basically missing the playoffs. I did all year, all I year. Absolutely. So, did. I mean, could we, could we, can we extend the realm of of requirements on this apology? Can we say, I mean, they're in, they've clinched. So, I think we need that apology anyway, no matter the division winning or not. They're in. You were wrong. They're Just in, like but me. I think this changes the degree of apology that you're going to get from me. All right, if, that's if they, like I said. If they win the division outright, you're you'll get you'll get suit and tie. You'll get all that. Ooh. You'll get. I, mm-hmm. I might even handwrite it. We'll see. Who, mm-hmm. who knows? If yeah, I have yeah, time. yeah. I, I, please handwrite it. I would I would love to see a handwritten. You know what? This you know this day and age, I don't think people. You know, technology. I don't. Have a, I don't. I don't. 
don't you don't paper. have a pen what and paper are, anymore? No. What are, who has paper anymore? Yeah, that what is we, a weird thing. Like you'd be surprised at how little you paper find? you have <laughs> nowadays. Like I, I need, sometimes I need paper, and I'm like, we don't have any paper. I, I actually, I will say that is true. But if you think crazy, I remember in classes writing all the time. Hey, write out. Like I remember it was about learning about history. Like, well, talk about in, in early American history and you the perspective of one of the colonists and write about uh back when back when Albert's career started. <laughs> back so back so. with the colonists, yes. <laughs> but so my, my girlfriend even was telling me that she she did the pen pal system and she would write with her friend by letter, you know, and it's adorable. It is adorable. That is. Where is that nowadays? So, Kyle, you're going to write a letter because... I'll write post-it notes. I'll go buy a piece of paper. Or if somebody wants to <laughs> ma- mail me one, that'll be good. One too. singular piece of paper. Yeah. I'll go. So, here's the thing. I j- and this listener is going to hate me, but I just realized that we did not open up. As I was giving the backstory, I meant to play the voicemail prior to the backstory. But I didn't play the voicemail. So do we still want to play the voicemail? And then give me maybe the voicemail. you can you can give your closing thoughts on the matter. That's fair. Yep. Get right. it out there. Let's get let's go through the voicemail and you can give your closing thoughts. Hey fellas. So it's Jacob from Pennsylvania. And this one is from Mr. Nate Reyes. Nate, you slept. You hibernated on the guy. Absolutely just forgot about his existence half the time. And you know? It's apology time. It is time we pay the man his dues because 700 has come and gone. We're looking at 701, 702, 703. No, he's not on the roids. He is a king, and he deserves the respect. We'd like to hear an apology. Love you. Love you, boys. All right. With that said, you've you've read your apology. The apology is on record. 703, gonna... 704. I think we need to relax on that a little. We're making a push. We got, 701 max. We got about Let's, 10 we're games We're going back left. to regular 10 baseball. Games left, so. Why not? Yeah. Got about 10 games left. Let's make it work. So I'll with that said. I'll give him 702. I'll give him 702. So the apology is on record. This is your This is your last chance for your, this is your, your, the floor is open. Closing thoughts to address any, again, subtle accusations that were just laced throughout that apology. An amazing career. An amazing career. It's just, you know, just just look at the facts. That's it. Just look at the facts. Can we say? Can we say it's safe to say though as well that we might not see seven hundred home runs for a very long time? Who's the next closest at, closest active? See, so this is it's it's Miggy? far it's far off. And so here's my point. I want, I don't, I know we got the conspiracy thoughts as cryptic as Nate wants to be, even though it's kind of out there, but he should just say it. <laughs> what we're not seeing. Yeah, Nate's, we, but, biggest takeaway here, Nate's coward. He won't say it. He won't just, say just, it straight yeah, up. Just, just straight up say it. But I'll straight up say this. For, Balls are juiced. Balls are juiced. Balls was are juiced. Th- was that that hard to just say? Nate literally sent the message the night that it happened. Said, "Yeah, those balls are." I think he said like a thousand percent juice. So he he said it. I just wanted him to get it out on air. That that's balls are oh, juiced. A- absolutely. Now it's on record. Like that. That's on record. Yeah. But hey, that's what you were just saying for the last 
20 minutes without saying it. So, well, but, you know. but here's the thing. History speaking, four players have done this, guys. And safe to say, it's. I don't know if we're going to see this for a while, just given how the game is. Um, so I didn't want the moment to be taken away about how great it is that Albert's done, despite if you think that the home run, the balls were changed out. And I'm still arguing it doesn't matter. Those balls were gone anyway. Nate couldn't care less about the moment. He just took a nice, <laughs> nice hot, steamy dump on the moment. He doesn't care. He, he just wants the facts to be known. Uh, um, shout out, shout out to friend of the pod, Greg Ansinger, for that that prediction. Did you see that? Yeah, he he shot Back himself in, like, in the foot by April by going with the matchup. I thought that was a little too much. But I mean, if you could just hey, if you could settle every, with the date. That. Did and you the see that, Ryan? Opponent? No, I didn't see it. He said. He said, end of September against the Dodgers in L.A., in LA. and he said the matchup would be against Kershaw. Oh, well, that's so hard to predict the matchup, but right. that is... But that's, he said that back in, what, March, April? Good was, for him. Yeah, so what you're April. saying is if I ever do a futures bet, he's the guy we need to go to. I think, that I think is Greg's the guy. Greg, unbelievable yeah. prediction. Greg's yeah. a man. Greg's um, a man. No, it's, I think... The dominance of that. What was that 10-year period, 11-year period? It was 30 and 100 every year, right? Something like that. It was like 11, 12 years. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, The RBIs, I feel like, are now kind of being chastised in many ways, you know, where it's no longer the that valuable stat that we're that we're hanging on to right like no one no one's everyone's just it's it's getting into that camp of like wins for pitchers where it's just it's circumstantial and it's it's being devalued but i think the overall fear for that long of a time i don't i don't know if we see that again I don't know if we see that again. And it's a guy that was comfortable taking that that base hit the other way, the same way he was comfortable putting it 15 rows deep. And you don't really have that same type of approach anymore. It's hard to see it. That was really nice. That was I like that that version of Nate. That was yeah. that was well thought out. Yeah. I mean, your letter was well thought out too, but it was well thought out. All look, of it's well thought you. out, but that was more of a compliment I thought I would hear in the letter. But I'm not oh, surprised no. with the result. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about. I mean, well, before we move on, any any closing thoughts here? I feel like we've we've put a bow on this. Any any closing thoughts? Ryan, any any chance you want to hop into the conspiracy uh, camp? No, you see the guy. No, nope, you see the guy took hopping. off with the ball. I saw he got it authenticated. Yeah, he he bounced. Offers were made, is what I read. Offers were made, and he still left. So he clearly didn't listen to the to the last last pod. That's uh, that's an expensive baseball. But Albert said he didn't really. He was like, you know what, fans are they? That's what they do. They catch foul balls. They catch home runs. It's their right. Yeah, he's probably gone. I didn't really. I didn't really earn this the the 
right and honest way. So like, yeah, I mean, it's doesn't it's mean that much. To like, me. do I really no, want I didn't a, say a that. white I didn't tennis say ball? That. Do, do oh, you want to give me that tennis okay. ball back? Or all right, let me know when we start the next segment. And, <laughs> and is there a, is there is there a Super Bowl with some laces painted over it? I don't. I don't what know. are we a talking about ball? next? Get, get me out of here. What are we talking about? Oh, Why is it whistling? Man. Is that a Nerf ball? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a tail coming out of it? Uh, let's so what, talk about what, what's else. What else happened in baseball? Go ahead, Kyle. Don Mattingly said uh, deuces to the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Nate's of the belief. So he said in the in the group text that uh, he felt as though this would not have been the case had Derek Jeter still been in control of the situation. Do we still stand by that, Nate? I still stand by the fact that the Marlins are, are not ready to compete. I still stand by that. I think that's the only reason Jeter leaves, and especially with his remarks about saying, this isn't what I signed up for. What else could that mean? What else could that be talking about? Donnie well, Baseball it- gets, 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 the, gets the short end of the stick because I don't know why. I don't get it. Marlins fans are, are kind of against it, and it's like, what? What are we what are we wanting out of a manager? What do you I mean, he's he did his job. I don't think he was there long term. I don't think he was ever going to be the guy to get him, you know, to that playoff race, but it is that guy that's like that that veteran legend and say what you will about Donnie Baseball, he's a legend. Legend. That guy's a that's that, that guy's in baseball forever. And he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think, I think the Marlins are halfway in, halfway out. They're one foot out, one foot in, and it's it's always going to be that way. Didn't didn't more of that conversation or conversations plural, I should say, between the front office and Jeter come to light? Like, didn't we hear more about that after after the fact? Didn't wasn't it wasn't it made clear that they just weren't ready to commit x amount of dollars or commit? X amount of resources to to putting together a winning club. Isn't that what he said? Or did he say it's something along those lines? Something like that, I think. Yeah, I think I I, I'd have to go back and look at the comments. But I think what you saw is that when Jeter left, I mean, yeah, Madden Lee came because Derek, you know, that was Derek's endorsement. Derek's no longer there. And I am I am in 100% agreement that Don Mattingly is a great baseball guy. One, if you didn't know how good of a player he was and his career was shortened, he could have very well been a Hall of Fame player. He's a great mm-hmm. player. He has great knowledge. But you're right. The Marlins at the time when Derek took over and they made the big Stanton trade, they were not ready to compete. And and the Marlins, it looked like they were gaining ground. And, and the COVID year, short sample size, obviously, they made the playoffs. And they even, uh, right? I'm, I'm not losing my mind here. Yeah. No, yeah. they did. So you had a glimpse of that. And Don Mattingly, if your team's closer to winning can handle that situation. And I thought the hope probably was that in year two or three, may, I would say this is his fourth year, third year with the team. Mattingly? Warner? Yes. No, Longer? this is his seventh. Fifth? Oh, yeah, wow. Was seven yeah. He was there. He was Deep. there before Whoa. Jeter took over. So, yeah. so, so he stayed with because Jeter was there. And Mattingly, and that was the hope. You hope that you would have a guy that, even in LA, say what you want, he still did a good job with LA. He has experience. They weren't whatever happened philosophically, they disagreed. And Mattingly, I don't blame him. I think it sounds like it was a more of a mutual agreement and probably the front office was, you know, more ousting him than than not. 
but it wasn't it was not becoming a good situation for him because for his skill set I think bringing him to a team that wants to win I think is his best value and the Marlins are in that weird sense of they're trying to rebuild but they don't know what that rebuild looks like and I'll tell you what the Marlins we talked about it they they have some good players down there. They have the pieces. They have the pieces, and they it's were still talking about there. being sellers. They were still talking about being sellers on some of those pieces. They were in the hunt at the All Star break. Like what? A, uh, there was an agreement to get Glaber from the Yankees for Pablo. That was good to go. The Marlins were good on that, and it's like, what? What are you trying to do? You have pieces that are that are in place. You have a rotation that's there. You have a Cy Young winner potentially this year. What are we doing? Yeah, and then that's, and that's the thing. Who comes in next, though? Yeah. I got to take this jacket off. I'm dying. No, 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 not at not, uh, no. All right. That, the credibility is just, oh, it is plummeting drape it over the chair it's plummeting through the floor right now like come on dude you show up you show up in the jacket (sighs) only to take it off halfway through i mean what are we doing yeah just make yourself comfortable yeah dude just take it all off yeah take the tie off take the shirt off the announcement is over so so if you give a presentation and you say thank you for your time cameras are off you know, I'm off the stage. But are you off the stage? The Kinda. camera's on in my mind. Kinda. You know what? Kind of. Irrelevant. You know, it's not irrelevant. It's upsetting. Kyle, you can see Kyle's face. He's... It's 91 in Arizona with no fan on in here. You're going to accept this jacket being on the chair. Both of you. Balls are juiced. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm I, I'm going to choose what I accept and what I don't accept. And this is just one of those things I'm this choosing very not acceptable. to accept. So how about this? What way do you want to see the Marlins go now? Because we talked about pieces. Kyle, if you're the Marlins and you're in that division, you have the Mets and you have the Braves, where do they go? Because they they really feel like they're a no... Like the Nationals we saw just did the whole, we're, we're, we are starting over. The Mar- yeah. The, the Phillies and we've are said that you We've said that. Credit to the Nationals. Like it... it Albeit it took it a, took them a little longer than I think would have than right. their fan base and organization as a whole would have uh, expected. Nate, I can't take you seriously right now. So, what but, is ha- at the end of the, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Nationals did it. It took them a little longer than I think they would have liked. A lot of question marks with Soto up until the deadline, but they they as as slowly as the ripping of the band aid took them, they they did it. So they made an effort. They them. made an effort. They made it. They decided. It was those, a conscious no, that decision. Was legitimate offers too. They didn't lowball them. Those were good offers. That's the best offer you were going to get out of DC, and I give them credit for doing that. But the Marlins are that. It's that's it's their one foot in, one foot out. They don't know who they are. They don't know who the, they are. The thing that the thing that kills me for Maddenly is we talk about this all the time when guys get let go or when when we see. Brandon Hyde, for example, a perfect example. That's actually the guy that comes to mind where it's like, you're going to put him in a, in a lose, lose situation. It let, Mm -hmm. at least let him see it through, at least give him an opportunity to do something with the team that you dragged him along with, who is now at a point where they're capable of doing something, at least let him give him a shot as as, as short as the shot is, give it to him. 
if we're going to use that as a comparison, is the future brighter sooner for the Orioles than it is the Marlins? Oh, it's without question. I would say yes. I would say yes. But, I think the, so the also Orioles are a better roster right now. They committed to the process of what they wanted to do. Like, And for being a smaller market team, the Orioles decided we need to build through the farm system. We're going to build all the way up. And then we were hoping that we would maybe be at this point, maybe a year or two later, but they're here now. The Marlins never, they kind of got to that point, but then didn't decide what they wanted to add. And and Miami, it's a big market, right? That's but, what I don't understand. Like, who doesn't people, want to go to Miami? Well, How do you struggle talking a free agent to come down to Miami? So that, that there's just a lot, there's a lot of things there that you just wonder. And, and unfortunately, and it's actually, Nate, or uh, Kyle, you bring up a great point when you bring it up with Hyde. Because even with both teams, Marlins and Orioles, they are in tough divisions. You know, the Phillies spent now, and then the Braves look like a team that's going to continue to run, and the Mets now are are fully invested. And they're probably going to have a this window the next couple of years of being contenders. The Orioles went the way of, we're not going to, we, we cannot keep up with those other teams. We can't keep mm-hmm. up with the Yankees and Red Sox. We have to be more like Tampa Bay. So they committed to that and they're hanging in there. The Marlins, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to go all in one way or the other. And I just you're seeing the result of what's happening um right now. Whatever manager comes in is still gonna is still gonna be a placeholder. That's and not it, gonna be the forever guy. Right? It's not gonna be the winning guy. Whenever they do finally turn that corner and become competitive. It, it's not going to be this next guy. It's going to be the guy after him. So why I I don't understand why why are you so mad at at Mattingly? Why are you so upset with the job he's done? And whoever you bring in next, what, what's your sale? What are you going to say? We're ready to go. We're ready to was, compete in this division? No. But if, if I was Mattingly too, though, I'd want to be gone. Like I'd want to be out. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Like I, I think, is it fair to say if you're in the situation, if you have higher aspirations, or you feel like you've you've seen the end of the road and see that there's not another avenue to explore or you've explored every possibility. Wouldn't you, if they, if they even offered him back, I, I think I'd be in the same boat as him. I don't, and I, and we, I haven't looked all into the conversations, but for Mattingly, I, that's a hard thing to keep committing to. If you say he's been there for yeah. seven years and you felt like it's been almost besides the COVID year, it feels like kind of groundhog day for them or groundhog mm-hmm. years. So I'm curious to see what happens with Maddenly, but that's going to be the Marlins' biggest thing is what is your team? Give us what you want your team to be in the next five years. And you have to build to that plan. The Orioles said this. They did like a seven-year plan. Marlins need to have that plan or it's going to be... It starts with stability in the front office. It starts with stability and all being on the same page in the front office. And the Marlins clearly don't have that. Not yet. Nope. So how are you going to get that same? The, how are you going to get the product on the field to buy in? How are you going to get the clubhouse to buy in? It's not going to happen until the front office is fixed. So until they figure out who they want to be, they're still going to be this bottom dwelling NL East team. I will say, I think just last thing, side note, I think they said uh, best win percentage in the postseason in the last like twenty five years is the Marlins. It's because when they're in there, that's, they they do well. I was gonna say that's a relatively small sample size if we're if 
for being quite honest with you. Hey, but, in 25 uh, years, they got two championships, right? I mean, where do we draw the like? Where do we draw the line with the window? Well, here? talk about what teams that have <laughs> the Orioles haven't the, the Orioles haven't won in 39 years. The uh, Cleveland Guardians haven't won since Nom. 60s, 50s. Before yeah, Nom, both, yeah. Yep. So, Your dad made the last out of the last World Series that the O's won, no? Yeah, it's the last time the Orioles had been in the World Series. I mean, say, and that's what I'm saying. That's Talk about the, Mar- the, 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 the with the Marlins at least, so just keep this in mind. They've had the success. It's just for a team that's had recent World Series history, I would say in the last 25 years, it's just, it is interesting that they haven't found a system to get back to it because that is an organization that in the past has had success. This will be the 12th time in the last 13 years they'll finish with a losing record. So to your point, Ryan, yes, they haven't, they have not even come close to sniffing a system that works for them. Mm. Which, mm-hmm. again, to Nate's point, I, I just don't know how, from a recruiting standpoint, mm-hmm. much less anything else outside of that. Like it shouldn't be that difficult to, to bring in names that you can put out a, as part of your product that would draw fans to your ballpark it, it i don't know it just cool. seems like there's so, everything's there for you they just it's like they're sitting there trying to put the freaking square peg in a round hole and everyone else in the room is looking at them going well it's pretty that, obvious that where, fit. where that needs to go yeah what you're doing now it's that's not it maybe that's just me i don't know he did say he came out and said well i don't know if he said specifically i may be paraphrasing here but I don't think this is the end of Don Mattingly. He did not say that this was going to be the end for him altogether. So I don't think it is. We'll see if he ends up elsewhere, but as of right now, it's not going to be with with the Marlins in 2023. We know that much. You know what else we know? We know that our friends over Big League Chew are our presenting sponsors, and they put out a great product. They They're putting freaking round pegs in round holes. All day, every day. That's all they do. They're just bagging wins left and right. It's it's impeccable. They wake up and just have W's for breakfast. Marlins, take note. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than, I think we're we're up there. It says 900 million in this message, but I let's just let's just go for a billy. They've sold more than a billion pouches, and they're designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram. Hit them up on TikTok as well to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. BLC. Big League Chew. No conspiracies there, by the way. Also, Portland Mavericks. What a team name. That's I, I love that so Have much. Have you seen the documentary, Ryan? I don't know if you've talked about it. I have not yet. Already. I need to. Oh, I, I need to that needs to be homework. my homework. Yeah. Homework. Homework it's assignment for the week. Man. It is incredible. I think we're coming up on National Chewing Gum Day. Yeah, September 30th. Nice. So uh, keep an eye out for uh, some Big League Chew material. September 30th, National Chewing Gum Day. Um, 
what else did I say we had to talk about? Oh, the Guardians clinching the Central. To, to the disbelief of many. Yeah. They earned it. They That was the NL... Or the, well, the AL Central team that truly did deserve to win that division. I'm curious. You said that earlier before we hopped on. I'm curious what you mean by that. So what I mean by that is the expectations the whole time was that the White Sox were going to make a run, that they were going, we were waiting, and that the other teams would fade. Minnesota faded. They fell out of the picture. So it felt like the White Sox, by default, because they seemed like the most talented team, would take over the division. Whether they fully deserved to win it, it felt like that that was the way it was going to go. And why I'm saying that the, the Guardians earned it is because through all of the doubts, through all of the issues, they continued to hold their ground. And and what was the stat right now? They've won 18 of their last... I got some nuggets here for you, Ryan. Stand by. Tied for first place since September 4th. Or they were tied for first place on September 4th. They had won seven straight, and they've won 18 of 21 games. Let's open up. I think they're, what, up 10 in the division now? They they clinched yep. the division, yeah, obviously, and but so that they've, that's my point about the, earning it. This is the worst division in baseball. They've they've this had is that, nauseating well, to look at. Looking outside of the division, they've had the best record in baseball since September second at eighteen and six. So they earned it. They they were the team that no one was really considering to win that division. Like they were not the favorite. Obviously, we talked about the White Sox. People even thought the Twins how they bought at the deadline. I was convinced the Twins were going to stay in there for a little bit of the run. But here's the Guardians, that all they do is continue to play good baseball. And I, I watched a series between the the first game of the White Sox-Guardians series. It went to, it, The White Sox came back, took the lead. And even during the game, there was a play at the plate where the Guardians were safe, but they had no challenges left, and it was called out. They overcame that, found a way to tie the game late, and then in extra innings... They were taking extra bases. They were hustling hard. And then they just put it on the White Sox to put it away. They went to Chicago and essentially they just took the soul out of the White Sox. So that's what I meant by earned it. And that's kudos to Cleveland. They do the little things right. They definitely do the little things right. They hit well. They play good defense. Yeah, for sure. Jose Ramirez is a great But this is a product. This is a product of the worst division in baseball. And it also helps that you're the youngest team in baseball, too. Like, say what you want about talent, but there's something to be said for being the youngest team in baseball and being able to live up to the demands of a 162 at this point of the year when you're the youngest team in baseball. And that's flat out. Of, and that, again, just that's from a, Just from purely a physical standpoint. I mean, I mean we're, we just got done. Well, Nate just got done railing on a, on a 52-year-old Albert Pujols for – being flat-footed and and pushing buttons at least 72 at least but you look at a team like the indians they don't have those same problems so it, it's I interesting I, I just looked at it too by the way so the mariners swept the guardians and the la- that last game was september 4th so since that point teams can go a lot of different directions and so that's i'm staying with the earned it part i get the divisions but to close out in september Kudos to them, and I and I hope they make a run. Obviously, they're not they're not my pick to to come out of the American League, but if you had to take a team out of the Central, 
take the team that deserved it and the guardians deserved it headline writing has taken a turn i saw i was i saw some article the other day where it was like the the guardians went from not something along the lines of like not even sniffing the postseason to being viewed as a legitimate world series threat and i said okay let's too much let's too much slow the roll a little just a little bit let's give them the credit where it's due like you said ryan i'm I'm with you they earned it and i i certainly was not in the of the belief that they were gonna do what they've done thus far that it's been impressive to watch they're they're love they're soaking it all up and they're if you check out their social media they're leaning hard into this whole nobody expected us to be here thing and I love when teams do that I love when teams do that and that gives a little added mojo but at the end of the day a legitimate World Series threat no who <laughs> at no. the end of the day I, I say that but then I remember we even in the last. Five years we've seen crazier things happen in baseball, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo that take or that title at all. I'm just saying let's maybe take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying. If you're in, you got a shot. It's true. Sad fact. If you're in, you got a shot. But yes, I mean Nate, I can see you shaking your head over there with I know the the AL Central to you is just disappointing. Third place team in any other division. This What's up with the Central? How do we fix the Central for both AL and NL? Because it's like, what are we doing? Bad baseball. Well, okay, that you bring up a, you bring up an interesting point. Let's rewind a few episodes ago where I brought up the nugget that at that particular point in time, it was only but a couple weeks ago where, and I even posted the, I, I made like a mock standings and posted it. The Orioles at that particular point in time would have been leading the American League Central as like a fourth place place team team in the division but do you feel differently about the Orioles World Series chances if they're in the same boat as the Guardians are we talking to me Nate you I'm talking to Nate because Nate's saying well they'd be like a third they'd be like a third place team in any other division talking about the Guardians but uh, you've got the Orioles, and I don't think anybody would call the Orioles a legitimate World Series threat either. So I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know if the standings argument or like the any other division argument, as you as you were saying, I don't know if that necessarily plays. Unless I'm misunderstanding place? what you're saying. I'm saying it's the fact that it's it's what you said earlier, Ryan. It's what it's it's you didn't win, I lost. That's what these other two teams should be saying. The White Sox and the Twins should be looking at the Guardians saying, we lost this. This was our division. This was built in for us, and we took it for granted. Right, but we made the same argument for the Dodgers in 2020 where it's like any other team had the opportunity to do what the Dodgers did in 2020, but the Dodgers, they were the team that did it. You could look at the the Guardians the same way and say, well, they could have flopped just as easily as those other teams in the division that were expected to do better, but they didn't. They've reeled off 18 of their last 21. I think, I what did I say, they're up 10 in the division? Like. I, I see both sides of it. And I to be honest with you, I still don't know where I stand on them because I'm like, you're playing, you, you're hot right now. You're real hot. And I, I won't go as far as saying a World Series threat. But in terms of the division, I, I'll at least give them that. They've earned it. Like, yeah, the other teams flopped, but they showed up. They stepped up. 
I'm excited to see what a young group does in the postseason yeah. for the first time because the majority of those players are visiting for the first time. So it's going to be interesting. I think also just to point this out, we're saying when I when you're saying about like legitimate contenders, it's going through almost every single scenario where you have belief in them. Because this is, this is like for the example, the Astros and the Dodgers, because of their body of work, you feel comfortable with them. You can say that about the Mets. You can say that about the Braves, just from their body of work. Truly, when you get to the postseason, it becomes way more matchup based. And for if you watch the Astros Orioles series this week. The Orioles, and even when they played in Houston, the Orioles, for some reason, match up pretty well with Houston. Can't say, like, you know, there, there's no rhyme or reason why, but they play very tough against Houston. Cleveland could do the same thing with one of those teams, but you have to go off of what team in the playoffs do you believe, body of work, any matchup that they still could handle it. You know, you see it across all sports. Some teams are the overall better team, but one team could give be the be the thorn in the side. Maybe Cleveland is can be that team for somebody, but it's, it's we're gonna have to wait to see and find out uh, what that's gonna be. I mean, they did what they're supposed to do. What do you? What do you? You ask them to lose games? They're not gonna lose games. They they played well. They did well in their division. It's just the division is awful, awful. So it's like, how much credibility do they have? They're 13 and 16 against AL East. They're 18 and 16 against the against the AL West. They're 12 and 8 against the interleague. So I mean they're they're middle of the road for any other division, but they're a 43 win team against their own division. It's because their own division is awful. And they're, a, just... they're, a, they're a 500 ball club if they're in any other division in my mind. Well, they're changing up the. When we're talking about what could change. I mean, the scheduling is going to change next year. You know, so for yeah. right, right. So yeah, they yeah, yeah they're playing everybody. There's less. Everyone's uh, playing. It's, it's more distributed because right now yeah. I know the biggest talk when we when when Kyle you made the the top the talk uh, the the talk about how the Orioles would be in first uh, as the fourth place team. It was you know a couple weeks ago. The, the AL East right now is has been the most competitive division in baseball, and when you have to play each other uh, seventy plus times, that is that's going to add up, no doubt. So I, I think that part to your question, Nate and Kyle, I think that's something that would help change the problem next year. And I'm curious, I really am curious how that would uh, impact because I definitely think it's going to impact, and it's going to make those games against your division even more important though next year because there's going to be less. Less, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just saying. I, I mean, you look at the other division leaders. The Yankees are twenty-five and eight against the Central. Houston is twenty-six and eight against the Central. Taking care bad of bad baseball. It's just bad baseball in the Central. So I don't know how much credit we're going to sit here and really give the Guardians. I got to give them credit for being young, inexperienced, and I think there's a lot of guys on that roster trying to prove themselves and and stay there. And you got to give them credit for that. But at the same time, like, are we going to sit here and say that they're really going to make a dent in this in this playoff run? No, but I, I think we need to be careful to not make this sound like it's a Guardians problem. We say this at the beginning of every year, regardless who it is we think is going to come out of that division. We say, mm-hmm. well, it'll be somewhat of a cakewalk for whoever comes out of the division just based on how many times they have to play their own division or play within their own division. But when it comes time for the postseason, it's a different story. So it's not just a Guardians thing. It could have very well been a White Sox problem. 
It could have been a twins problem. We we've already mentioned it. Not to say that we thought that they were coming out on top, but we did think the Tigers and the Royals are going to be a little more competitive this year. It could have easily been a, their problem. So it's not just a Guardians thing. It just happens to be that they're the team that we're talking about right now because they've reeled off again eighteen of the last twenty one. So they're the ones in this position. But I'm not saying it's a Guardians problem. I'm saying it's a central. No, no, problem. I know, but I'm just I'm clarifying because, like I said, it on any given year, and it's been like this for a while now, and I, I there hasn't been much change. It's it could be any team's problem out of that division come October. Winning's still hard at the end of the day. Winning's still hard. Winning eighteen to twenty one down the stretch, even if it's a a not as strong of a division, that's still earning it. You you took the opportunities in front of you, and to go eighteen and three, still deserve credit. Closing the book. Got a few items here to wrap us wrap us up with before we get out of here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to tell you guys about SeatGeek. In case you guys hadn't heard about, in case you guys hadn't heard about SeatGeek, SeatGeek is answers to all your ticket needs. You're looking for tickets? You have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert, or you're even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets, games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. Make it even better for you if you're a first-time user. SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code three O Take. That's our social handle at checkout to save twenty dollars instantly. Twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. Cold hard cash. Enter promo code three o tech. That's our social handle at checkout. I use SeatGeek this weekend. Actually, last minute decided to go to a game. Super easy. Five bucks for a ticket. Getting in. Well, you, you could have had SeatGeek paying you fifteen dollars to go to the game if you would have. I'm guessing that's how it works. I don't know. I've never tried. That, I don't know how it works, but I'm saying is sense. for people, it it is it's <laughs> it simple. Makes sense. It does make sense, but it's simple. It was easy well, for me, and I am not too great with with those uh, with those apps. Well, easy, easy access. I'm, I'm glad for the resounding review from from our friend Ryan. <laughs> That's good. That's because it's it's been a minute. Because I haven't, admittedly, I haven't gone to many games this year. So yeah, when you do, you the same opportunities. Yeah. Okay. He's... Well, we don't need to go laying everything out there like that, but. <laughs> But uh, we're not on seats. If it makes you feel better, I haven't even used. I haven't even gone in those seats this year. I was told by the uh, by the usher. She was wondering where you'd been. She said, "Where's Ryan? Hiding? Where all? Where are all of them?" (laughs) I said, "You would think this year, more than any, they'd be here." Hey, just because you're not there doesn't mean you don't care or follow. You know, I I I can get on board with that. I I have an I have an appreciation for that. Um, closing the book. We mentioned the Mariners already. Uh, as you mentioned, Ryan, it's pretty much their their race to lose at this point. Uh, it's pretty much down. The wild card picture as a whole, we, we're down to two races. It's pretty much the Mariners and the Orioles and then the Phillies and uh, the, uh, why am I blank? Uh, the Brewers. Right. The Phillies uh, and Brewers, the Brewers. Yeah. Yep. So other than that, playoff picture is pretty much set. And I'm, Ryan, you may feel differently about this. I'm kind of out at the O's on on the O's at this point. So, odds are the if you if you go on the playoff percentage for the Orioles is down two point zero three percent. But you're but you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. You never know. Ten well, games. The, the only reason they're still only four games back is because the Mariners decided to 
give up an 11 spot to the Royals mm. on Sunday, which mm. not what's just more... like over the course of the game, like that one inning. Yeah. What's what's more impressive than that? That the Mariners scored 10 straight runs between the fifth and the sixth inning, or then that they, after giving up the 10 runs, or after scoring 10 runs in a row, then they proceeded to give up 11. The 11 is far more impressive. I think so. Given that it was it, that it immediately because they put followed. up an eight spot in the fifth, two in the top of the sixth, so you're feeling really great, and then the bottom of the sixth. Mm-mm-mm. Take a pic, like you, honey. Take a picture. Here's an yeah. eleven spot. You can't be doing that at this point in the season. Like you, you just got to find a way to stop the bleeding. You can't do that. Well, the Mariners have light work the rest of the way out. I wouldn't worry too much. They got like a top three easiest schedule, I think. Don't yeah. they? Rangers, what? A's, Tigers. That's who they're finishing up with. Still gets still got to play. You never yeah, they they're twenty ninth in terms of strength of schedule. So literally the only team with an easier schedule, the Angels. The Orioles have a real uphill battle. So just you're telling me there's a chance. It's real heavy AL East down the yep. stretch for yep. that division. Um, Pete Alonso breaks the franchise record for RBIs with 125. So never heard uh, tip, of her. Tip, tip of the cap to Pete Alonso, uh, which take a picture. You're not gonna, you're not gonna see me giving Pete Alonso credit all that often. It's the so. last, yeah, the first and last time. First and last, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers tie record, uh, franchise record for wins at 106. So, barring a collapse, looks like they're gonna cruise to a new. New franchise record, which is surprising. It's, it's I, I surprising because like, they're not even like I don't even think they're at full like normal strength. And I'm not even talking about like health wise. I'm talking about like you're you're not even well, kinda health wise, losing Walker and Kershaw barely played, and it's like Max Muncie was a shell of himself. It's like it's weird that this team did that of yeah, all like years. This was the team to do it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with just the powerhouses they've had in in years past, like their World yeah. Series team. They're well, not that they're winning. I'm, I was more so saying 2018, like the 2018 World Series team. Yeah, like surprised that they didn't do it. I don't know. It's hard to believe. Uh, and lastly, I don't know if we touched on it yet, but Tony Larusa announced he would not return in 2022. To be quite honest with you, I would have made this more of a a, a larger point of discussion. Had the White Sox done what they needed to do over the course of the last yeah. week and a half, but they, yeah. since that early run they made with Cairo, under Cairo, they're uh, dead. Yeah, they they've just fallen. Yeah, and it, it just, but it also just felt like that. I know that they were they were more cryptic about what was happening or being out indefinitely. It just felt like when he was away, I didn't feel like he was coming back this year. So now it's yeah. just. Just like for Nate, just going out and saying what he's thinking, the White Sox just finally confirmed it, even though that was in people's minds uh, for the last you know few weeks to a month. Blow it up, blow it up in Chi Town. Nah. I don't, I don't think you need to do that. Different things happening. I mean, Jose Abreu is in a walk year, right? He's done. He's a little bit older, so it's like, what do you do yeah. at first base? Do you bring him back? I think Yasmani is done. We're going into a contract year. I don't yeah. remember. I think I think uh I think 
that could be something we could really get into next time. But I, I do think that the White Sox, though, they do have some really good pieces there. And I believe that they'll have some players bounce back. But as we've seen, Cleveland, we just talked about how young Cleveland is. Whatever the White Sox do, they have to bounce back quickly or this the, 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 the young Bucks in Cleveland are going to continue to get better. Fair. Uh, and lastly here, just the uh, a somber farewell to the latest teams to be eliminated, one of which being the Arizona <clears throat> Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, that's about all I got. <laughs> oof. 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 Hey. Oof. It's okay, Kyle. That's about all I got. I'm smiling, but on the inside, I couldn't be more dead. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just glad the I'm just glad the pain's over. Well, if not you, if you were to it's have not completely over. We've got about ten games worth of pain left, but it's fine. One word to describe this season. Be creative here. What do you got? Expected. What? Wow. This was not expected. This Last place expected. finish in the American League. This it's more of a, it's more of a hindsight expected, and and I say okay. expected. I don't mean expected from the perspective of opening day. I'm saying you get to a certain point of the year, and I I'll admit I was probably a little too much on board with what I thought they were capable of doing with what they had, but it gets to a certain point of the year, and I'm I'm going, you're you're not making an effort to do anything like Tommy fam that that's Eric Hosmer. That's, that's what you're going to do. And that's what I, and I go back to what Did I Hosmer said. Even play down. I mean, when's the last time he's even seen No, up? apparently he's possibly maybe coming back for like a couple games at the end of the season. I don't know what the deal is with him, but he, he hasn't played in a minute. Um, so further, further adding to my point here, but it's like, as I've said it before, it just it goes to show that last year was maybe more of a fluke than people want to let on, because you can't. That's exactly what Heim tried to do. He tried to replicate his his efforts last year by not going out and necessarily making a splash, but piecing it together with at the time not superstar names. Kyle Schwarber obviously goes on this year to hit forty plus, so that's that's a little different. But at the time, you're going okay. Well, I mean, this isn't exactly the greatest move at the deadline the the most newsworthy or splash worthy move at the deadline but they go on two game two wins shy of a world series it's like okay maybe we've got something going here doesn't change his philosophy or his approach going into this season the same thing happens except far worse the same thing happens in terms of what he attempts to do with what he has and you can see now that it didn't pan out the way that he maybe had hoped for. And I'm looking back at it going at a certain point of the year, you had to have come to the conclusion that this was the reality of what you were dealing with. Fluky, real fluky. Hey Kyle, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. It's good. It's, it's, it's okay. a long off season. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate Thanks. will just yeah. Nate will, will, will you know I'll be again. I'm Mr. Positive with this group. It's gonna be okay, and and Nate can just really uh, really send it home for you. 
I'm ready to have my heart broken in the next few weeks, so it's okay. <laughs> well, hey, we'll stay tuned for that. Nate's delirious. He's like, whatever, man. I don't care. You, uh... I think Ryan, of the three of us, Ryan's probably in the best boat of all of us. Like, mm-hmm. you, we already know the reality of what's going to happen with the Yankees this year. The Red Sox have been out of this thing since freaking July. Ryan, they didn't, they didn't do what many of us would have liked to have seen, but they gave you, they gave you an entertaining run. They gave you. I, I, I think any baseball fan would say what what the Orioles did was a extremely entertaining run, and it's not over. I, again, you got to play it out. You truly never know. Never say die. Never say die. But here's the thing, and it's a constant reminder. As exciting as the future could look in Baltimore and as disappointed of the season it can be in Boston, you don't know how it's going to turn out until you go and play next year. You can have all these expectations or thoughts. Expectations were higher for Boston this year. Expectations were sky high for New York, and they still are. That's why I said earlier, it doesn't matter if the Yankees went on their skid or not this season. They don't make it to the World Series. It's a failure. Winning's hard. Winning's hard. Winning Major League Baseball is hard. So stay tuned. Stay tuned on next season. But we still got a lot of great baseball to watch, boys. A lot of great baseball. I'm excited. Wonderful sign-off. You got anything else for the people, gentlemen? If not, Ryan, it's all you guy. Nope, that's it. Uh, That was was my sign-off. But guys, remember as always, happy Monday. And it's a great day to have a day. Have a wonderful week. I regret nothing. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.